All right, hey guys. Woo Look at all of you. Yeah. Man, oh man, this is exciting. And you know what's sad? You might look around and think this is a packed room. Most of you might know this. Most of you may not. Uh, this, there's a school that's local. It's called MCS, and they're having their big. Uh, oh, okay. And they're having their big back to school night tonight. Uh, so a lot of the parents and a lot of the students had to miss for that. Um, but this is a huge number of people. This is pretty amazing. This is pretty amazing. Uh, is Brian Blackledge in the room? Brian Blackledge, you here? In the room? No? That's all right. So, shh, look at how excited everybody is. I'd be this excited, too, if I was in junior high. Sadly, I'm not. I just, just hang out with the junior highers. But look how great they are. <sighs> so, if you're a student uh, in the room, if you're a student in the room and this is your very first year doing life groups, never done life groups with junior high before, maybe this is your first year and you're in 7th or 8th grade or you're a 6th grader, just raise up your hand. This is your first year ever doing life groups in junior high. That's pretty cool. I love it. Uh, Here's an exciting one. Uh, parents, you guys are going to like this a lot. You know, life groups, and we're going to talk about it later, uh, is so much based on great leaders. So uh, if you're a leader in the room, just go ahead and raise your hand and wave it around so people can see you guys. Uh, and I'm going to brag on them in a little bit. Uh, you know, I, uh, I'm excited to start another year of life groups. Uh, last year, um, we shared a whole lot of stuff last year. This, this year has been a tremendous year in junior high. Um, we saw um, students come to know Jesus in a deeper way this year in junior high. Uh, we saw students uh, take their faith and take it seriously this year in junior high. It was a gift. Uh, this year in junior high, we saw students who were willing to say yes to inviting their friends to church for the very first time. We saw a lot of that this year in junior high. Um, we made a decision going into summer, that we were going to try and make summer the most incredibly fun, wildly engaging, uh, extremely inviting summer that you could possibly imagine. Uh, and students, you guys are the judge of that. Do you guys think this summer was pretty great? Now, that gives me a lot of excitement. Sadly, as exciting as summer was, it wasn't what our ministry is all about. You know, we did summer the way we did it for a reason. We wanted to gather as many students as possible because we think church is a place where people can belong and feel accepted. Uh, that's why we do junior high. My students hear me talk about it every single week. So we reached really far and we grabbed everyone we could and we helped them get connected to junior high. What's more exciting though is that we made the decision to do summer the way we did it so that we could do fall the way we do it, which is to gather students together, equip them with some of the best leaders on the planet, and go deep with them in their faith. And that's what this year in Life Groups is going to be all about. I'm extremely excited for what the students are going to learn. Uh, you guys as parents are going to hear a little bit of that. Uh, I'm excited for students and the relationships you're going to build. I'm excited seeing my eighth grade boys put their arms around each other because this is the continuation of what we started. This <coughs> I can't even talk about it. The <coughs> we do life groups for a reason. 
and it's to, it's to develop community and friendships that will last a lifetime. Uh, I want to start a night that will launch a year of community, doing something that we do in community, and we don't do it as often as we should, and it's great we have so many parents in the room. Uh, I asked Jason, our worship leader, to just lead us in just a song, and, and, and not just a, a whole worship thing, it's just a song so we can celebrate this moment as students and parents and be ready for what this year is going to be. Then we're going to dismiss students, and we're going to let them run around campus with their leaders and get to know them and have some fun together. Uh, yeah, I know, it's great, total freedom, no cameras, and I'm going to talk boring adult stuff with your parents. Uh, it'll be really great for them, and it would be boring for you guys. So, shh, if I could, uh, if I could, just start us off simply in a word of prayer, and then we're going to worship together. So, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, these are your children. We love you and we care for you. We thank you. You are God that listens. You are God that does not run away when things get difficult. You actually run toward us when things get difficult. We can count on you. For some students, they have no idea what this journey is going to hold. And some students, watching them brings tears to my eyes because it is, it is the last year that I get to spend with them. That is a selfish prayer, God, but it is, it's one that brings me such joy. I love seeing a room full of parents that care about their kids and what their kids are going to learn and go deep in their faith with. I love seeing that. And I love the chance to worship together. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Jason, take it away, my brother. Oh, my gosh. You guys look so lovely this evening. Oh, I see hard hats. I was wearing a bird shirt earlier, but I had to take it off because Justin thought it looked ridiculous. Um, but you guys don't look ridiculous. Will you guys stand up? We're all going to sing together. So when I was in the middle school age, <laughs> I was really clumsy. And I remember one time I was at the skate park and I rolled both of my ankles. Okay. I remember one time I was at Wild Rivers, and I swam into the wall and got a big scab on my face. <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember another time I jumped off of a swing, and I sprained my wrist. Okay? All really wimpy activities, and I could not do them right. And in middle school, you guys, are you with me? Shh, come on, bring it together, bring it together. In middle school, we think so often, man, I am so clumsy. My face is starting to get pimples on it, like, like I'm starting to get armpit hair. And that's just the girls, okay? Just kidding. Just kidding, girls. And so we think, like, man, this is such a weird phase of life. Like, how is God going to work through my life? But the cool thing is that our God is a God that doesn't look for, you know, the, the superstar our God, our Jesus, he went to the, the most ordinary people and he invited them into this amazing relationship with him. And so we're just going to tonight sing and say yes to God, say start this whole season of life groups off by saying, God, we give you all our lives, okay? So let's sing this chorus together. 
I give you all my life I'm letting it go A living sacrifice No longer my own All I am is yours All I am is yours I give you everything To you I belong Every beat of my heart, the breath in my lungs, all I am is yours, all I am is yours. Let's sing, take these hands. Take these hands. I know they're empty, but with you they can. Be used for beauty in your perfect plan. All I am is yours. And take these feet. I know they stumble, but you use the weak. You use the humble, Lord, so please use me. Well, all I am is yours. The thing I give you all. I give you all my life. I'm letting it go. A living sacrifice. No longer my own. All I am is yours. All I am is yours. Sing, take this heart and take this heart. Set it on fire, shine it in the dark. I want to tell the world of who you are. All I am is yours. I give you all. I give you all my life. I'm letting it go. A living sacrifice. No longer my own. All I am is yours. All I am is yours. I give you everything. To you I belong. Every beat of my heart. The breath in my lungs. All I am is yours. All I am is yours. Now there's this part of this song that invites people to raise their hands, which can look very funky if you've never done it. I've described it as looking like you're changing two light bulbs at the exact same time. But this is a symbol from scripture that says, Jesus, we are surrendering our, surrendering our lives to you. And Father, we are reaching out to you as your children. So I invite you guys in this time, as we're starting off the year, to just show with your, your hands that you're surrendering and saying yes to God. So let's sing this. I lift my hands up, God, I surrender. All that I am for your glory, your honor, your fame. I lift my hands up, God, I surrender to you. Let's sing that again. I lift my hands up, God, I surrender. 
All that I am for your glory, your honor, your fame. I lift my hands up, God, I surrender to you. We'll sing, I give you all just one more time. I give you all my life, I'm letting it go, a living sacrifice, no longer my own, all I am is yours, all I am is yours, I give you everything, to you I belong, every beat of my heart, the breath. Amen. I'm sorry, girls. Ooh. All right, guys. So here's what we're going to do. Parents, you guys take a seat, uh, and students take a seat, too. If you're a leader in this room, uh, grab your sign, grab your co-leaders, head outside. Uh, if you are in the boys uh, group number 15, so I think that's Ben and Jackson, uh, you're going to go with the 14 people today. Uh, because Brian and Eric, who are Sunday leaders, it's a Tuesday, so they're not here. Uh. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay. Can you, back there and, can you go back there and run slides and help Tamara out? I asked her to run slides, but she might not be able to. Hey, Paul, are we all good with the slides back there? We're good? We're queued up. All right. Uh, are all the leaders out of here? Every leader. Uh, Kendra's still here. All right. Polly, grab your leaders. Shawnee boy. Shawnee boy, grab your leaders. Head outside. All right. So students. Uh, oh, hey, 14. My guys right here. Just head outside. They're going to meet you out there. Right there, you guys. We'll talk about it later. All right, so if you're in group number, shh, quiet down. If you're in group number 14, the 14 leaders are right outside there, and they know what to do, and they'll take you, and it'll be awesome. Go ahead. If you're a girl in group number seven, you guys can head outside too. They're right out there waiting for you. So 14, seven's gone. Where's group number one? Group number one, you guys go. Group number two, you guys can go. Group number eight, you guys can go. Group number, what is that? Three, you guys get out of here. Number three, four, get out of here. All right, 13, you guys head outside. Find your leaders, 13, go ahead. Get moving, go find them. 13, go, go, 13, seventh grade boys in 13, please pay attention to the man on the stage, head toward the door, thank you. Uh, any other students left can go, yeah, you're good if you're a student, yep, the rest of the students, you guys can go, find your group, the numbers are on your tags. 
All right, for us as parents in the room, you guys come on, grab seats. Uh, if you are a parent and you do not have the papers that I left for you, uh, like the junior high happenings, all right, you don't want to miss that, or our little bulletin, you don't want to miss that. So if you don't have those things, uh, they're right outside at the table. There's pens over there at the table. Uh, you're going to want to take notes on this. It's very useful information. And, uh, and hey, thank you. And Kate, can you tell that group of girls to just find a place not in this building? Just make sure there's no students. Yeah, that's perfect. So grab, uh, grab, some, uh, grab your, your note things. Anyone need one? I have an extra one up here. Anybody need one? You're all good? This is great. This is so exciting. All right, let me talk through some of this stuff real briefly, just so you guys, uh, so we can kind of move on. This thing we're going to take notes on, pretty basic stuff. Uh, take notes, it's going to be great. You're going you're gonna to like what we talk about tonight, and you're going to want to use it. Uh, and keep in mind, I am an eighth grade life, I'm personally an eighth grade life group leader, and I'm choosing all of you, and my eighth grade boys are out there running around doing God knows what to this camp without me there. So, you know, you guys should feel important because you guys are important. Uh, grab one of these. If you didn't, grab it on your way in. Grab it on your way out. Uh, this, I'm going to talk about just real briefly. Um, we are going to start doing these things called home FX projects. Uh, we got it from uh, those who we use uh, our life group leader training through. Uh, it is one-page deals that just help spark conversation uh, in faith uh, in your house. And it, it actually is so good because it puts you guys as the one leading that conversation. We're going to talk more about that later. Um, but put that in your pocket, look at it with, you, with whoever when you get home, and it's just a fun activity to do with the family. Uh, it's going to be great. You're going to see more of those uh, throughout this year. So that's your first one of many. And we're also going to be putting them uh, as attachments in our parent emails. Um, if you're not getting a parent email, you should be. So we'll sign you up for it before you leave. Um, so you'll see a bunch uh, of these great resources coming your way um, to help you guys uh, do all this awesome thing called parenting, which, uh, which you know, is uh, from, fun from what I hear. I uh, can't wait to experience it one day. Um, and the bulletins we have, I want to let you guys know about this. So chances are you send your students here for their weekend service. Uh, maybe some of you do not, which is still even probably more cool that you're in this room right now. Uh, if you send them here for a weekend service, every single weekend we give them one of these in their hand. Uh, we don't like put it on a table. Like, we actually have leaders walk around and hand these to students. Uh, and it's such a great tool because it allows you guys to kind of get an idea of what's happening here at church. And it gives them a little tool they can take home with them. Just like you guys take notes. Uh, I believe in taking notes. I always say, you know, this is a note taker's lesson. If you listen to the podcast, I always say that stuff. So we give a place for them to take notes uh, on the front, on the back. We give some verses for them to read. Uh, we think getting into God's word is a really big deal. Um, so we're really excited to give them the opportunity to do that and kind of have it shaped near the lesson. And we have some funny photos. And most importantly, announcements are on there. So if you missed a parent email, we kind of surmise everything into this little document. Uh, and we have stuff about winter camp. The dates are already out. Um, so you guys can mark those on your calendar. Uh, the Believe Tour is a thing that's coming up. We do. It's kind of like the, uh, the big uh, discipleship retreat we do for our junior high. Uh, but we don't go anywhere. We actually do it here on this campus. And as you were signing up for Life Groups, you might have saw a little link to the Believe Tour. And maybe you clicked the video, and I was in the video. Uh, I have a great relationship with CIY uh, and helped. I actually flew down there to do the video and to help plan this year's Believe Tour, uh, which they're going to be doing in locations around America and the one here in Irvine will probably be the best one of all of them. And I'm just really, really excited for that. And uh, Instagame, Sugarfest coming up. So 
this is a great tool for you. Grab them before you go. Uh, if they ever say in the car, like, I don't know what we learned today, you know they're lying to you because we make it really easy for them to learn something and take notes on it. And some students take notes and they hang them on their mirror at home or they put them in their Bibles. Uh, it's just a tool that we do to help you guys know what actually is happening in junior high ministry. So I want to start by giving away some gifts. Uh, is Lauren um, Ewanek's parents here? Lauren Ewanek's? Lauren Ewanek's? Here we go. Here is a Bible that you ordered when you registered her for Life Groups. I'm going to put it right here on the front of the stage. That's a really good deal. What about Jack Nelson's parents? Are they here? He goes to MCS, so they might not be here. All right, I'll give it to him later. What about Jack Stevens' parents? Jack Stevens' parents here? No? All right. What about Angelo Good? Angelo Good's parents here? Yeah? All right, here we go. See, this is game time. You get this awesome Bible. There you go. That's theirs now. Uh, what about Cole Daniel? Cole Daniel? Cole Daniel? All right, I guess I'll give these in their uh, life group bins. Um, so uh, I believe every student should have a really great copy of God's Word. Uh, I recommend the NIV Student Bible. Uh, this is, believe it or not, actually one of the ones I have in my office. It's a nice brown leather one. It's suction cupped right now. But uh, it's great. It's what I use. It's what I use when I prepare the lessons. It's what I use when I recommend them to get into God's Word. Uh, they sell them in the bookstore. It is awesome. If they don't have a really great Bible or maybe they have the kids' Bible from, you know, Port Mariners, uh, it's time to kind of upgrade, I recommend this. Great upgrade, awesome Bible. I read it every day. So uh, I want to give you guys, uh, just as parents, a really great overview of what we're going to be doing this year uh, and what this year looks like. And one of the best ways to uh, look forward um, sometimes is to look back a little bit and kind of get an idea of what has been happening in junior high. So I want to paint you guys a little bit of a snapshot of what's been happening in junior high. Uh, and I want to start uh, with camp because we actually have a strategy to how we, we do junior high ministry around here. Uh, and a lot of it points us uh, to our camps. Uh, you know, summer camp and winter camp are two of the biggest camps we do. Uh, they're the only camps we do. Uh, back uh, about five years ago, uh, that's the kind of the furthest back we go, uh, and some parents have heard this before, but it's something I love bragging on because I think it brags on our ministry. Uh, you know, eight years ago, or five years ago, like I said, uh, 82 students went to camp. The year after that, we had 86, and from that, you know, it grew a little bit. Uh, actually not, we had 79, and then it, it moved over to 80, and then 78, then 80, uh, and then the first year, this past year, the first full year uh, that we ran junior high ministry uh, a different way, uh, we had 214 students go with us. It was a huge increase. Uh, we got to say uh, to every single student that yes to them, and we made it work with the camp, and this year we're going to take right around the same amount, uh, and we're going to be doing cabin groups based on life groups uh, so they can be together and have those big faith moments together. It's going to be really amazing. And winter camp's a great way to celebrate that January season uh, and get the, you know, the faith sparked up again. You know, when we look at our summer camps, which summer camps is a huge deal, uh, we do everything during the summer and we point them to camp. You know, I talked about how summer is the big wide end of the funnel. Well, it really is. We do this big, huge wide end and we tell them to invite everyone and, and bring them all. And we run this whole program that points everyone to our summer camp. That's my wife telling me how, much, how happy she is to be back in life groups. Uh, we point everything back to uh, our amazing summer camp. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, uh, summer camp wasn't what it was, uh, what it is now. Uh, a few years ago, we brought 103 students with us to camp. Um, uh, the year before, which is one of my first years on staff, we brought 130 students. This past year, with all five of our campuses, we brought 330 students with us to camp. And now that's an exciting number. That's not the most exciting number. Here's a really exciting number. Uh, 52 of those students 
are very new to Mariner's Church. They've never been to Mariner's Church before. They've never seen the church. They've never been here. A friend invited them. Maybe they came to a summer thing, but they are the unchurched of unchurched people. They don't go to church. They wouldn't say they follow Jesus. They just got talked into going to an awesome camp, and 52 students went to camp for the very first time. It's more than ever before. Out of that whole camp, 71 students said yes to following Jesus. And that's a big deal. Not recommitment, yes, for the very first time. And out of that 71, 27 of those students were students that came to camp for the very first time from outside of our church walls in the community. And now some of those families, having this kid come back who's on fire with their faith, is prompting their family that we need to start going to church together. And they have been. I've got to know some of them. Some of them are signed up for life groups this year. It's exciting. And the parents are still figuring it out, and we were able to offer some free scholarships so they could do Rooted. So now there's some parents who have never gone to church before and got connected because their, their kid went to some random Campfire Tuesday thing, their tie-dyeing shirts, got talked into a $400 camp, and now parents are going through Rooted and experiencing our church. You know, all that's so exciting, uh, and it's important that it translates to our weekends. You know, we want our weekends to grow, not just for the sake of growth, we want our students to feel like when they come to church, like something's happening here at church. Like there's a reason to be here. Something's happening. Relationships are happening. Uh, fun is happening. More importantly, the teaching of God, God's word is happening and relationships are happening. You know, we just came off of three of the biggest weekends we've ever had um, since I have been on staff. Uh, we had 362 students last weekend. That's one of the biggest numbers ever by over 110 and that's a really big deal because it hasn't always been like that. Uh, students are having the freedom to invite their friends. Families who have gotten lost from the church are coming back. Uh, students who maybe found their place in the big service for a while is now finding their home here in junior high. That is something to celebrate, and that is something that I'm excited about. You know, I uh, love the fun weekends, and I love the fun camps, but all of that is useless if it doesn't translate to real spiritual development. You know, spiritual development to me happens in a life group. You know, they get together, and we have great leaders. Um, we have, you know, some of the coolest leaders, and I'm going to talk about them in a second. Uh, you know, last uh, two years, we had around 105, you know, students when we kicked off life groups. Uh, today, we were able to welcome in 204 students into life groups. Uh, more than ever before, uh, we uh, are coming out of a season, actually, where we used to do mega groups. Anyone been, been here long enough to remember the mega groups where you'd have two leaders and, like, 90 kids, and it's just whatever, because we just couldn't find leaders, and we want to say no to kids, and that's a culture that we, the rut we were stuck in for so long, and when I took over, one of the things I said we were going to do uh, is we were going to cap groups, which frightened a lot of people, because everyone thinks it's a great idea to cap groups, because, you know, then the groups are small, and they're going to get real, you know, spiritual development, and everyone thinks it's a great idea until their kid is the one left out, because they didn't make the cap. So a lot of people were really freaked out about it. I think that's what prompted a lot of people to sign up early. But, but, and I'm not a pushover. I, I would have said no to kids if I had to. Uh, and we were getting close. Like we, were like, we were closer than I'm probably willing to admit uh, because we needed more leaders. Uh, then uh, we went to the men's ministry and spoke there and we went and spoke a couple other places. And Kenton couldn't have given a better lesson this past weekend if you were in there. Like you heard him call families to, to serve and call families through his own story of what it looks like to have a kid go years of their life through life groups with the same group. And families started to say, man, we got to sign our kids up. And men started saying, hey, I got to get involved and serve. You know, we have one of the best volunteer crews we've ever had. I'm going to talk about that in a couple minutes. Uh, so what is a life group? 
This is what we see when you go onto the website and start talking about what a life group is. A life group is a place to grow deeper in relationship with Jesus. Leaders and students can learn from and ask questions with. Chances to experience worship and prayer nights with your group because uh, in these sessions of life groups, which is something brand new, by the way, we're not doing full tilt, you know, you know, beginning of the year to the end of the year, and we just marathon it. That, that's not healthy for anybody. So we're doing these sessions now. And a session's kind of built like a rooted group's kind of built. Every session comes with a prayer experience. Every session comes with a worship night that'll happen here at church. Uh, all this is online for you. I'm going to tell you where to find it in a second. Um, every session um, is built uh, for the opportunity um, for them to serve and really experience God through serving in their session. And then, you know, sports come up and things come up and, you know, they take a session off and we fill it in with some other students and we go after it again and prayer experience and worship nights and serving together. They get to experience. And it's not something they experience once and then it's over and we don't make a big deal out of Every session, intentionally, they'll be experiencing this with their group. And they're not these mega groups, remember. Just smaller groups where real conversation can happen. Acceptance with a close group of Christ-following friends happens. Now, you might think, well, how is that possible? Maybe you know, some kids, and you know, they're kind of crazy, and how are you going to? Well, because we have smaller groups this year. We have more leaders. We, we don't have leaders who are going to be just so distracted with disciplined stuff or with kids going and telling weird jokes and running around and just chasing you know, birds. We have enough leaders in each group, more than ever before, that real discussion can happen. And, and when things kind of start getting gnarly, we have trained leaders who can curve that conversation back to what we're really there for. Let's go deeper and to accept each other and understand what acceptance means. That's a really big deal. Safety in being yourself and a place to be yourself. You know, uh, if, if you were to get, uh, you know, me in a room and ask me to explain uh, youth ministry, um, this is what I would explain. This is really simple stuff. I'm going to teach you guys something really fun right now. I was going to get this big whiteboard, but I couldn't do it. So this is what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to just draw with me on your little thing a big, you know, kind of like a, like, a like a little hill. Just a little hill. Nothing, nothing that serious, just a little hill. This is the youth ministry 101. You guys are going to be experts when you leave the room. This is why youth, This is why junior high ministry is so important. This is why this point is so important. So draw a little, it's a little half hill thing, okay? And then I want you to draw a little dot right in the bottom, right in the really middle of it. And that actually represents a student's heart. Right there, little tiny dot. Right in the middle of your little hill, right at the very bottom. Okay? Very simple stuff. Now, this is what I want you to think about. When I look at a junior high student, I look at a student like a bucket of cement. That's how I think of a junior high student. Big bucket of cement. And at the very bottom of that bucket is their heart. Deep down in there. Now, here's the thing that I love about junior high ministry. We can throw harpoons of truth and safety and acceptance. So you start thinking of the harpoons that we throw. And, you know, the world's throwing harpoons, too, of, you know, you're not good enough and you don't belong and, and this is why you're not okay. They're, they're throwing, you know, social media this and Snapchat that, which is like the worst app in the history of the universe. Uh, you know, all these other harpoons of, you know, you should be more this and if only you were more like that than this. And they throw all their harpoons. Well, I got some harpoons of my own with my leaders and the church, I mean, and the Bible. I mean, we're stacked with harpoons. So we start throwing our own harpoons. So you just draw a few harpoons. They're kind of going in there, and they're just going after the heart. And, you know, the, all these little harpoons, just little, little spikes going in there. And, you know, it's the harpoon of God accepting you and loving you. It's the harpoon of you belong and you're accepted. It's the harpoon of we, we got to serve like Jesus. It's the harpoon of when someone starts lying to you and telling you what you're not, uh, I want you to remember what you are. You know, when you start to, you know, put your identity in sports, and listen, I'm a, I, I love sports. 
and I'm formulating, I, I have very, I have vast opinions about sports and, and just life and ministry and students, and, and now's not the time to talk about it, but soon will be. Uh, but this is what I know for sure, uh, that I got to hear at the men's breakfast this past weekend, a guy uh, that worked his whole life for sports, uh, and then at the age of 27, tweaked his neck in a way that he could never play sports again, and he wrestled in that moment with who am I? What's my identity? What am I here for? And in that, his relationship with Christ blossomed. Because, because Christ has those answers of who we are and what's our identity. When we ask questions, he's willing to share answers. So I like to throw those harpoons in there. Now, the hope is to get to the heart. Now, here's the thing. This is what makes junior high ministry so fun. Junior high students are looking at you and saying, do you like me? They're asking really complicated questions. Junior high student simply looks at me and says, do you like me? Do you accept me the way that I am? Am I safe here? Do I belong here? Can I be accepted here? Do I got to be someone else? Because everyone else in the world says I got to be someone else. Can I just, can I just be me? Because I really want to cover my body in chocolate and just kind of run around on stuff. Like, can I do that? Like, is it cool? Hey, I know it's an all-nighter. Like, I want to not sleep. Like, I want to be the guy that doesn't sleep and, like, like, makes rat noises in people's ears and freaks them out. Can I be that guy and still come to church here? Like, like hey, I, I have a messy past. I've made mistakes. Uh, can I make mistakes and still go to church? Is it okay? Like, I struggle with stuff. Like, can I struggle with stuff and, like, still come to church here and, like, still be accepted? Like, you're still going to put your arm on me and give me a high five if you, if you know what my thought life was like when, when, like, no one's looking? Or if you knew, like, what was on my phone because, you know, these hidden things my parents can't find? Like, if you knew all the secrets, would you still accept me and love me? Do you like me? Well, junior high, the cement's still wet. That's why I love junior high ministry. Like, love junior high. I talk about it all the time. I love junior high ministry. So we throw these big harpoons in there. And, and the, ch- the hope is that we dig them down deep because that cement that's wet during these early adolescence years, during these years that they're starting to question you, is this faith that my parents have been talking about? Is this what I really believe? You know, I I have some questions. That's why questions are important. I have some questions that deserve answers. You know, and so I'm not sure if I buy, you know, all this stuff that they've been selling. I I actually have some questions of my own. You know, I, I, I've, I've had some confusion from the church. You know, I had this friend come, and, and then, you know, they said it was great, and, but then, you know, something happened, they fell away from church, and they stopped going, so maybe I should stop going. And, and you know, if God loves people, why, why are people, like, ending their own life? Like, why is that happening? Why are other parts of the world, is there pain and suffering if God is this all-loving God? Now, they're not asking those questions when they're in fifth grade. Maybe some of the genius ones are. And that's your meal tickets. So you should keep those kids. The other kids, <laughs> the other kids, they're not asking those questions yet but they will. See, as they move into eighth grade, because I have a lot of eighth grade, and then seventh grade starts to happen as their brain's kicking in. Eighth grade, those questions are huge. They blossom everywhere. And as they go into high school, they start to make their decisions of what they believe and who they are. And those harpoons that were thrown into their life, the ones that stuck, well, they stuck. And, and that cement, it hardens. So, so what's left for high school ministry? Well, high school ministry is completely different. You know, high school ministry, kids aren't asking, do you like me? Kids are asking, are you for real? You know, can I trust what you say? Like, like do I believe what you're selling? Like, you know, I can grab a bunch of junior hires, and I'm telling you, I'll grab them, and we'll, like, you know, we're us around, like, oh, my gosh, you're so awesome. And I use a different voice, and I high-five them, and we talk about goofy, weird stuff. That's not high school ministry. High school ministry, they're talking about real stuff. I mean, they, they, real deep things, and, and deep, real things are happening in junior high. They're just confused by it. They don't know, how, they don't know where to, like, file it. You know, high school students, they've, they've filed it, and they have cabinets full already. Like, they got this stuff. They think they got it all figured out. So high school ministry requires a tool. It's a very important tool. I'm a bad drawer, but it's a big, it's a big pickaxe. kind of looks like a cross. 
See, because high school ministry is completely different. Once that cement's hardened, there's no more throwing harpoons in. If there's no good harpoons in there speaking the truth of who God is, then it's the job of chipping away what's there and replacing it with good stuff. That takes time. You know, the high school team here, they do an incredible job at it. Jared is probably one of the most talented high school pastors I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of them. And he would say the same thing about me in junior high. The team he's building is incredible. And they're adding some more people to it to make it even more incredible. The eighth graders who are about to leave, you're going into one of the best situations that you could imagine. Uh, And those of you who are growing up in junior high for a couple more years, everything's fine. And we're going to keep going, and it's going to be great. And one day they'll go to high school, and things are going to be great there too. That's why creating a place for them to feel safe to ask questions, an environment for us to throw these harpoons of truth into their life, that's why it's so important. That's what junior high ministry is all about. It's a fun night with friends that you will look forward to every week. I'm a big fan of that. That's what you're going to find in life groups. You know, you as parents are probably very curious about what we're going to be teaching your students. Not surprised by that at all. You should be interested in what we're teaching them. So uh, you can flip over the next page. You can take some notes on this. This is really good stuff. This is a note taker's lesson. This is what we're going to be teaching them this year. Uh, It's off of a website uh, that we have developed called jhmlifegroups.com. Enrolling enrollment, rolling enrollment all year. That's the tagline this year. It's on everything. jhmlifegroups.com is where you're going to find everything that we're going to be teaching your kids. You're going to love this stuff. We partnered with Group Publishing this year. Uh, who's one of the biggest uh, retail sellers of curriculum in the world for this kind of curriculum, junior high, high school, leadership. They have a great sex series. They have a fourth and fifth grade. Um, and they do different kind of topical series as well. Um, we partnered with them, uh, and we grabbed their junior high curriculum. And it gives us essentially two years of incredible curriculum. And what we do in junior high, because we're never going to be able to get through all two years with every single group, so it's not reality, we put the freedom into the hands of our life group leaders to pick what your kids learn. Now, I pick a series, and I kind of cast a vision for what that series will look like for the entire ministry, but we openly give freedom to the life groups. You might ask why that is. Well, no one knows your kids better than your life group leaders will. They're going to know the felt needs of your group. Your life group leaders, you may never hear it from them. You probably will, though. They're committing to pray for your kids often, to consider them, to consider their hearts, to consider what uh, God is doing in their life and what they're struggling with. So we put up all this curriculum, and we let leaders be the ones to choose what they should learn. So they kind of vet over it with their co-leaders, and they pick it. And every curriculum, every week, every month, every series is laid out the exact same way. It comes with three parts. You're going to love this. Uh, It comes with uh, a parent tool that has a parent email and texts that leaders will be able to send to your kids. The parent email, we wrote... Uh, some of it, we tweaked a little of them, but we got most of them, the majority of them, we got them from group. They're going to send those to you every single week. So you guys know what is being taught to your kids in your life group. It also gives you the overview for that life group week. It's what the leaders are going to read to prepare themselves. So they're not just walking into a group and just like, all right, guys, let's open a Bible. What do you guys want to talk about today? Oh, David and Bathsheba, this is a good one. Here. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> that. That makes no sense. There, there's no intentionality or planning. Uh, there's no strategy behind that. Uh, They're going to read the overview so they know what they're about to teach your kids. And then what they actually go over in life groups is on there as well. And for some of our rookie leaders, you know, because we put these leaders together, some veterans, some rookies, it really gives them the step-by-step of how to run a successful life group with your kids. 
And for the ones who are more seasoned and they've been around a while, they, they'll look at it, and they'll, but they won't follow it word by word. Some leaders will follow it word by word, and that's what it's there for. And here's the best part. You guys can log on. There's no password to it. There's no login. You guys can log on anytime you want, and you could read everything. You could know what your kids are learning before they even get home. Uh, you can pray about it with your spouse or by yourself and, and just and do a little studying yourself. I don't know what you, what you guys pick as your personal study stuff. Uh, I, I have my own thing that I do. And I've kind of switched up recently for reasons I won't go into. Uh, but I, uh, I loved the opportunity to take some of this life group material and make this some of my own personal devotion stuff. And it's free and it's easy. And we're going to load it up with stuff. You can check it out if you feel like, man, this might be a great thing for my kid to learn. Talk to your leader about it. Uh, but it's free, it's open, it's easy for you to read, and accessible to you all year long. If you have questions about it, let me know. Uh, one of the things that I, I really value uh, is how we train our leaders. You know, let me just start off by saying this. This year in life groups, uh, well, let me talk about last year in life groups. Last year in life groups w was absolutely terrible. Uh, Maybe one of the worst years we've ever had. Um, it, it, really, it really, really was. Uh, what I look for in a successful life group environment uh, and most of your students didn't feel it at all. But what we see behind the scenes, I mean, that's what the ministry is birthed out of, out of the strategy, out of the planning, out of the execution, uh, how we follow up with leaders, more importantly, how we train leaders. Those are really important things. We, we, we had some big swings last year. We missed big time. So we went back to the drawing board and we redesigned an entire new platform. You know, last year in life groups, uh, we had one life group for every single grade, and I believe eighth grade had two uh, for their grade. Eighth grade, seventh grade girls, the seventh grade girls last year. Seventh grade girls had two. My wife was doing one. Lori was doing another. And then the rest of them, there was one life group for every grade. Uh, we did mega groups, one of them because we couldn't find enough leaders. Uh, and we didn't want to say no to students because we just have hearts of gold. And what we sacrificed in a lot of the groups uh, is quality because we accepted quantity instead. Uh, we decided we weren't going to do that. And part of my ministry plan, which you might not know what that is, but every year pastors come up with a ministry plan for their ministry. And part of my ministry plan for this year was to say no to the mega groups and say yes to smaller groups. And we were going to commit to it. And I told my bosses and I ta talked to others. And I said, you know, we're going to commit to this no matter what. And we were getting close. And I was actually pretty nervous uh, that we weren't going to make it. We weren't going to get it because, you know, ministry is growing and kids are excited. You know, this year, unlike any other year before, uh, there are two huge characteristics that are different that I want you guys to know about. Number one, well, actually three. Th the third one is not, not as awesome, but it's still pretty awesome. Uh, you guys will enjoy the third one. The first one, and this is important, this year we have more groups for every age group than ever before. We have four sixth grade boys groups, four sixth grade girl groups. Uh, we have one seventh grade boys group, but that's the outlier. Don't worry about that. Uh, three seventh grade girl groups. We have four eighth grade boy groups and four eighth grade girl groups, and then one boys Sunday group. More groups than I've ever had before. 15 groups. It's incredible. The other thing that's so important that I truly care about is that the group numbers of leaders is not just two leaders and you kind of go off and do your thing. Some of them have two. Some of them have three. Some of them have four. Some of them have five leaders. My group has six leaders and myself because I have about 48th grade boys because all of them want to be with me and, and I actually do have a heart of gold and I don't want to say no to any of them. Uh, so we actually are meeting here at the church. Uh, so if you're an 8th grade uh, leader here at Newsflash, we're meeting at the church. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and here's the best part. We have some really great high school kids that are leading. Uh, some high school kids that are going to be learning how to be leaders because we're a developmental church. I value that. 
So we have some great high school guys and girls who are going to be learning alongside uh, of, of our best staff and our best volunteers. Here's the best part. The least amount of leaders that we have in junior high this year, this is so good. The least amount of leaders that we had in junior high this year are high school students. It's the least amount of leaders we have fall in the high school age range. Last year, it was the biggest. Tons of high school leaders last year. So we couldn't find enough adult leaders who were willing to say yes. This year, unlike any other year before, the median age of our life groups is right at 36 years old. Our median age. Leaders across the board. Because if we have some incredible leaders who are in their 40s, we have some incredible leaders who are in their 30s, we have some incredible married couple leaders who are in their 30s, uh, we have some incredible uh, younger people who are in their late 20s. I know. I'm, everyone calls me a kid. I'm 29, but that's just I'm still young. We have a bunch of incredible leaders who are in their mid-20s, and we have a few very talented high school students. Having leaders who have life experience, age, depth, something we've never had before in junior high, and this is the first year that we do. More leaders, more groups, older, more life experience. That's what life groups are going to be about this year. And how we train them is really important. I want you guys to know because leadership is a big deal. You know, we see leaders flourish or groups flourish because of very strong leadership. We see some groups absolutely implode because of weak leadership. Now, here's the thing. In the end, that all falls on me. All the really great stuff, the huge numbers and the growth and all, all that falls on me too. That's exciting. All the things we need to work on and get better at and improve as a junior high ministry, that all falls on me too. We failed miserably last year in how we trained our leaders. We could not have done a worse job. We spent all of our time with this beautiful idea of what it would be like to write all of our own curriculum. Mariner's Church Junior High, original written curriculum. And we chased that, and we chased that baby right into the ground. And students suffered for it, and life groups suffered for it. And we made a decision never to do that again. So this year, we rehashed everything and redesigned how we're going to train your leaders. Uh, I'm excited to show you a little bit of that. Uh, it's called Lead Small. We partnered with the Rethink Group, um, which is one of the foremost voices uh, in children's and family ministries uh, that's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it started uh, from the family pastor who helped start a church in Atlanta called North Point. This guy named Andy Stanley is a senior pastor there. Uh, he left North Point to give birth to the Rethink Group. And they run a curriculum that we don't use here called Orange. Uh, it's based on a different strategy than what we do here, so it doesn't really fit. But they have a great life group training material called Lead Small. Now, there's five points to Lead Small, and all this is on a website that I'm going to point out to you at the end. But I want to run through this very, very quickly. The first principle of Lead Small that every single life group leader is going to learn about is being present. That they're showing up predictably. So they say they're going to be at your house to be with your kids. They're actually going to be there. They're going to show up mentally fully there, not texting, not thinking about, fully mentally there. And they're going to show up randomly because we're going to make communication between students and life group leaders and yourself very easy this year. They're going to have leaders who are present in the lives of your students. Secondly, we're going to have leaders who create a safe place. You know, we want the life group host home to be a safe place where students can share. We want to lead the group. We don't want the group to lead us. We want leaders who are leaders, not leaders who, who are maintainers. And we want leaders who are leaders, not leaders who, who are wranglers. We want leaders who are leaders, not leaders who 
are afraid. We want leaders who create a safe place by leading the group. And we're going to have that this year. Uh, we're going to have leaders that respect the process. That faith doesn't happen like that. It just doesn't. It's, you guys are adults. You guys know this stuff, same as I do. I mean, it's a lifelong journey of faith. Well, we're going to take that journey together. And leaders are going to get that. And we're going to guard the heart. We're going to help leaders understand how to honor students and guard their heart and respect them and help them to see how to respect each other. So when they share about the thing that they're involved in that their parents don't even know about and, and, it's, and it's just it's taken over their mind and they can't sleep at night about it and they just need to get off their chest, but they need to find a, a safe place to do it because if it gets out, you know, who knows what could happen. So they need a place where their heart can be watched over your leaders are going to be trained in how to do that because they're going to guard your student's heart. You know, the third one you guys are going to love, uh, it's partnering with parents. You know, I, I put such a huge value on parents. I mean, I, I've always put a huge value. I mean, since, I, since I've worked here, I've always put a huge value on parents. Uh, that's why we do the parent coffee uh, the second Thursday of every month. And I sit there in the cafe and I'm just available. Nine to five, just stop in and see me anytime. That's why we do the parent emails the way we do them. That's why we do the learning labs, which the next learning lab we're planning is going to blow your socks off. You guys are going to love it. Because I value parents, and I want to partner with you. So we're going to help leaders learn how to partner with you in the context of life groups. We're going to cue the parents, which means we're going to email you every week so you know what we're teaching in life groups. So you're not on the outside looking in, trying to beg for answers from your kid who'd rather be on his Xbox. You're going to know because we're going to cue you so you know what's happening in your life groups. We're going to honor the parent by having your back. You know, here's the thing. Parents, that's a tough job being a parent. I don't know firsthand, but I see enough parents who, like, meet with me, who some of them, it, I seriously look like, like, I wish I could just send them on vacation. Like, some of them I feel really, and I know their kid, and it's like, yeah, like, imagine being with them for an hour. I can imagine living with them. You know, it, it, you know so, somebody's, and they, they drive me, and I feel bad for that. Uh, here's the thing, you're going to do something that they're going to hate because you're a parent, you've got to discipline, and you've got to teach them the stuff that the world's not going to teach them, how to, you know, all these things. So they're going to come to life group, and they're going to be like, ah, oh, my parent, you know, they suck. Like, I can't believe that they're making me do this thing and all this stuff. And, and you know, a, a really bad leader would say, yeah, yeah, I want to I relate to you. Like, I want to relate to you, and I want to be your buddy. I want to be your pal. I want to be your friend. Yeah, yeah, your parents suck, man. Like, you know, oh, dude, yeah, thank goodness you're at life groups now. Like, we're going to have fun tonight. Like, oh, sorry I have to go back home to those people. A really bad leader, and I've seen it. Listen, I've seen it. I've gotten phone calls from parents. That's, a, that's real stuff. A bad leader, that's what they would say, because they want to relate with your kid. Now, what's more important, relating with your kid or partnering with parents? Well, we say partnering with parents is, because life group leaders, they come and go. Staff come and go. That's not a hint to anything, but staff do come and go. Parents remain. We want to honor the parent. We want to have your back to your kid. We want when you drop them off, you know what you're dropping them off to. People who are an extension of your own family. Maybe not every single value, maybe not every single rule, maybe not every, the way you do every single detail, but in general, these are adults. Adults, not high school kids, not college kids. These are adults who are your partner and who honor you in their language, honor you in the way they talk about you, honor you in the way they reinforce the family, which is number three. 
you know, it's really easy for a life group leader or a pastor to, you know, you know we have, you know, a little bit of Bible knowledge, and, you know, we know some things, so, like, you know, why don't we, you know, why don't we be part, you know, why don't we help you do these big spiritual moments? You know, I heard a story of a life group leader once uh, who some of the kids in the group have never been baptized, and there was a pool outside, and he's like, well, I'm your life group leader, I should totally, and he went out there and baptized them, and parents missed it. Could you imagine missing your kid's baptism? Gosh, how painful would that be? You know, I think doing baptism in a pool is awesome. I'm totally for that. You know what else I'm for? Leaders who, if that ever becomes an option in your group, will call you and talk to you about it. And, and not just like, hey, we're thinking about doing a real discussion. Because we want to, above all else, when it comes to families, reinforce the family. Reinforce you being the spiritual hero of the family. We want to reinforce that. So we're making some decisions to make sure we can. You know, fourth, we really believe that making it personal is important. So every leader that serves in junior high is not only serving in junior high, they're part of a community. They're either connected in the high school ministry, college ministry, they have gone or are going through Rooted, they are in an active life group, they actively participate in church, they're pastored by Kenton and Kyle, like they're living in community with other believers. Their faith is being filled up every weekend they're not pouring out to your kids out of this empty well. They're not listening to some podcast. On their, and I'm not knocking podcasts. But that's not the, the extent of their spirituality is not a podcast for some guy in, you know, Washington. The extent of their, their spiritual depth is developed by the pastors of your church. And we make sure that that happens because we don't let life group leaders serve who aren't connected in community at this church. It's a rule. That's what we do. We set priorities. So we ask every leader to set priorities in their life. And we help coach them in that. So this has nothing to do with how they lead the life group. This has everything to do with their spiritual health and depth as, as a person, as a disciple of Jesus. We help them set priorities and, and make priorities. And we help them make sure that Jesus is at the top. And, and when it's not, we help them figure that out. Because we care for our leaders and we're going to be there for them the same way we're asking them to be there for your students. And we ask leaders to be real. And what does that mean? It means when I wake up one day and decide, because my wife's on vacation, that we should hop in the car and drive to San Francisco because I want to take my wife away on a trip, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to cry tears over missing life groups. This is not real. That's not real life. They need to see real life modeled to them. Real life to me is me waking up and wanting to take my wife on an impromptu road trip. That's as real as you get. I like that. I want our students to see real adults living life, not fake people who are like, no matter what, you're my first priority, because that's not realistic. Your students are your first priority, right next to Jesus. These life group leaders, your kids aren't their first priority, nor should they be. They need to be real, and we're going to help them do that. And lastly, and this is the best one, eighth grader parents are going to love this, we need to move them out. If we develop a junior high ministry where when they're done with junior high, they're like still sneaking in and like dressing younger and like being weird and like trying to like sneak in, like editing their F1 profile. So be like, oh yeah, I got held back. Like it's totally cool. Like can I if we do that, then we fail your students miserably. So we want to move them out. We want to move them to someone else. Our partnership with the high school ministry is better than it's ever been. And me and Jared, we're the nucleus of that. And we're working hard to make sure that this year, when students transition from eighth grade to high school, that they're really connected to people. We've already started the conversations to make sure that happens. 
And most of the life group leaders, some of them, they're going to move on to high school. Not all of them. Some of them are going to rotate back down to sixth grade because they love junior high. Mr. Mike, he, I mean, he, or Mr. Steve, that guy's been in fourth and fifth grade for like 50 years. All right? Some leaders like being in junior high. So we're going to intentionally make sure we connect your students to other leaders in the high school ministry. Secondly, we're going to move them to be the church. That's why we serve. Serve's a big deal. You know, in the last couple minutes we're going to have, you guys are going to split up by your life groups, and you as parents are actually going to be the ones to pick your students serve for the first session. When we kick off the second session with a little parent night that will actually take place in host homes and hear vision from the leader where we're going, you'll actually pick the next serve. Parents pick the serves so that we know you're committed to it because you know your kid's schedule better than a bunch of junior hires do. We want to move them to be the church. So we serve, and we do Mexico ministry, and we do UCP, we do the chili van. That's who we are in junior high. And lastly, we move them to what's next. The next stage of their life. The next stage of the passion that God's calling them to. That's why we do student leadership the way we do it. The next step of their journey as young followers of Jesus, we move them to that. We don't hold them close forever. We raise them and develop them and teach them and care for them to let them go and move them on and so they can grow up. And that's important to us. Now, all of this you can read about at hailtheawkward.com. It is the custom training site for every single one of our weekend leaders and life group leaders from every campus. And every single campus has their own little campus page. And when you log on to hailtheawkward.com, you can watch a little video from Kenton talking about how much he loves junior high leaders, which is great. He was so gracious to record that for us. And he really believes that he's passionate about junior high leaders and making sure that we are successful. It's a great tool. Feel free to check it out. If you have questions, email me. If you see something you like and you want to leave a comment, leave a comment. It's easy to do. Check it out. You guys are going to enjoy it. You know, lastly, we want you to be the spiritual hero of your household. You. You guys. We want you guys to be the spiritual hero of your household. You know, it's really important to me that as we do junior high, that I am not the most significant spiritual relationship in the lives of students. Makes no sense. Now let me start with saying this. Uh, my wife and I love this church. We're hopefully moving down to Irvine soon. We love the leadership of the church. I love and am still passionate about junior high ministry. I have no desire to do anything else. Maybe one day God will call me to something else, but for the meantime, I'm exactly where he wants me to be. I love my team. I'm going to be hiring more people. Junior high is strong. You know, we've lived a year under this specific vision of where I've been taking it with my team, uh, and it's been fun. I have no desire to go anywhere, and I am absolutely going to be here for the rest of this year, and I can't wait for next summer. We're planning incredible stuff. So I'm not going anywhere. With that said, eventually I will. And if I don't leave first, your kids will be the ones to leave me when they go to high school. Me being the root and foundation of the voice of their spiritual faith makes no sense. We want to equip parents to be the spiritual heroes of their households. That's why we do the at-home FX that we're going to be starting this year, and we're going to be sending those to parents. That's why we equip you with all the information we talk about over the weekend. That's why we equip you with all the information we're going to talk about at life groups. Uh, that's why we equip you with all the tools you're going to need. That's why when we go to Mexico, we don't go to Mexico with students. We do it as a family trip. 
That's why we do parent learning labs. That's why uh, when you come in a couple weeks, we're going to have a whole new parent wall filled with all these incredible parent tip sheets. Uh, it is going to be awesome. And we do all that because we want you guys to be the spiritual hero. We want you guys to lead the discussion. We want you guys to do it, not because I'm trying to pass the buck, but because I actually believe what the Bible teaches, which is this. Right out of Deuteronomy 6 is one of my favorite passages. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord our God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Most important verse, maybe in the entire Bible, for parents, outside of everything that talks about Jesus, of course. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. I do not live at your houses. My leaders do not live at your houses. I am not there when they go to bed. Maybe I'm at camp, but I'm, it's more like, go to bed. It's not like, go to bed. You know, I'm not there when they go to bed. I'm not there when they get up. I wouldn't want to be. I'm not walking along the road with them. Be weird. You guys are the ones living life with your students forever. My job is to partner and equip you guys as parents. Give you all the tools you need, provide a safe, fun environment for them to learn, but partner with all of you. I really believe that God is a great picker of talent. That when he decided who he was going to make his children's earthly parents, he picked all of you for a reason. And when he looks at pastors and say, hey, pastor, you have a job to do. Here's a job description. Help parents love their kids. Help them lead. Give them the tools they need. You do that, you're going to be great. You know, we're going to be kicking off something brand new this year uh, that you're going to hear a lot more about. Uh, it's a spiritual milestone, uh, new platform for how we equip you guys uh, to walk through these bigger spiritual moments with your kids. Hey, Dad, who would you like to take your daughter on their first date? Some shady kid with baggy pants that you can't trust? Or would you, dads, like to be the ones to take your fathers on their very first date? Hey, moms, when your kids, they start liking girls. And I know it's a conversation to delegate to dads. Well, my dad wasn't around, so my mom didn't delegate it to me or delegate it to anyone. She had it with me. Moms, wouldn't you love to share with your sons? Like, and not just like, oh, I'm going to figure it out, and where do I go, and what book can I buy? Wouldn't you love your, the junior high ministry at your church to provide you a resource to help you talk about how women should really be treated and viewed and respected and honored? And wouldn't you love to be the ones that have that conversation with them? Because I think, I think it would be great. So we're going to be creating the tools for you guys to be the ones who lead that discussion. You'll see a lot more about that after the first of the year. Me and Jared uh, and the children's ministry are working on tools for every big faith milestone in a student and child's life, all the way from their baby dedication to they, when they graduate high school and great dads, and I was there for your son Tyler's, uh, when they have a big moment where they can publicly affirm their child into manhood um, after high school. So you're going to see that a lot this year. Let me give you a few couple tidbits of some things that you're going to see this coming year. 
Uh, so you kind of know what to look for. There's a little bit of vision for the future. I don't know why we didn't close that door. Uh, someone wasn't thinking. It was me, actually. Uh, we've created life groups to be a place uh, where more groups can be formed. So as you have friends in the community and as you talk to families whose students are disconnected and who might think, well, if we don't start when it starts, then we can never start. I want you to know that we are forming new groups all the time. Uh, we have one guy's weekend Sunday group. We're going to add a girl's Sunday group. We just don't have enough girls interested in it right now. We're going to add more groups during the week. With Some of our life groups are kind of stacked with leaders, so we can split those groups into the second session and have smaller groups in different places. Uh, we are actually working with Fellowship One to put all of your addresses based on your life group into a big spreadsheet, which will drop a pin where all of you live for a specific age group. And then we're going to pick host homes intelligently based on who actually really does live closest to everyone in the group. And someone gets to host, so you guys get to luck out. Those are some of the things we're going to be looking at this year. More importantly, our serve pieces. You know, serve this year is going to be better than it's ever been. One, because we're partnering with outreach in a way we've never partnered with them before, to not just think of the big picture of all the different things we can do, but looking at the small picture of if we take one ministry and really build upon it, what that could look like for a community and for a people. You're going to hear a lot more about how we're going to be partnering with our Mexico ministry, uh, what we're going to be doing during Celebrate Different. Uh, and if you are one of the parents who are like, I want to sign up for a family trip, you guys should do it because our family trips this year are going to be amazing. And they're going to be focused on families and parents leading the spiritual journey of a faith adventure. It's going to be exciting. Uh, this summer, I know we're pretty far away from it, but let me just give you a snapshot. This summer, we're going to be doing a very new thing. This is the last thing I'm going to leave you with, and we're going to pick serves. You're going to love this. We're doing a brand new thing this summer called Talent Camp. It's going to be awesome. We're going to take a week of your student's life, and kind of like they do for VBS, but, you know, VBS, they're running around and doing all this goofy stuff. We're going to find talent coaches to coach your students and their friends and talents that they actually want to learn about. Photography, painting, volleyball. Graphic design. What else do I have on the list? Cooking, because we're partnering with Manny and doing something incredible in the kitchen. Things students may not be super talented with now, but they want to learn more about it. We're going to be offering these for free. They're going to be open to every junior high student and all of their friends. It's going to be five days long, and I believe it's going to be one of the, uh, soon to be, uh, one of the marquee parts of our summer, talent camp. It was birthed out of a crazy idea I had that was helped to be refined through some of our parents and our parent council. Uh, and it was just, uh, will be one part of this summer uh, that will make this summer one to remember. So we have a lot of time before we get there, but I want you to know we're hard at work planning what will be an incredible year for your students. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do quickly. Very easy stuff. Uh, who remembers their kid's group number? Perfect. I want you guys to split up in group numbers, starting from one here, going all the way around the room to 14. So stand up, get in your groups, and then I'm going to give you some quick direction from there. One, all the way to 14.
Sundays. Yeah. Would that be so you got you got eight temple first and second service. So you're gonna do it's one of the, the group. well we didn't do a girls group this year. We did only a boys group and it's from one thirty to three for the boys group. We're hoping to add a Sunday group. We'll girls. see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I need a, a representative from every group just to come up here and grab a piece of paper. Don't worry about what's on the paper. Just worry about that you have a paper in your group. So come up here, representative, grab a paper, boom. Don't worry about the names on the paper. Just worry about the dates that are on there. All right, representative, grab it. Don't worry about the names. Don't worry about the names. Just worry about that you have a paper in your group. All right, one representative from every group. Grab a paper. All right, go back with your group. Good job. Good job. There's that one. And here's the last one. There you go. So it should have worked out perfectly. All right, so here's the deal. Yeah. All right, so here's the deal. Let me explain it really quickly. Uh, hey, and Kristen, could you take all the students outside, and I'm going to have the parents meet them outside? All right, so here's the deal. This is really easy stuff. Don't worry about the names on the paper. This is how we're going to do serves this year. You guys are going to be the one to pick the serves. So if I were you, you could grab your phone out and get your calendar going. And I want to explain the serves to you real quick. The first one's the chili van. We hop in vans. We go. We meet here at 3.30. We go at 3.30, and we get back at church at 6. And they're going to serve chili and have conversations with homeless. Uh, they're going to bring them hygiene kits and hand out bottles of water, and we're going to coach them on how to have conversation and, and welcome them into community, and that's what the Chili Van's all about. UCP is hosted here at Irvine. It's on Friday nights. Uh, it is uh, the, last or the second Friday of every month, and it's a special needs night. So United Cerebral Palsy brings in about 130 students uh, with special needs. They bring in all their own staff, which is great. And our students, their job is to just have conversations and hang out with the kids. It's awesome. They play games and they talk to them. If any issues come up, the staff there, the professionals, they're there to handle it. Uh, it gives your students the opportunity um, to just be friendly and have fun and have conversations. So there's some date options on your paper. Collectively, you guys are going to decide yours. Then you're going to write your group number on the paper because the name's on there. Don't worry about the name's on there. Write the group name around the paper, pick the serve, then you're going to bring it back to me. Then we're going to book that serve with your students' life group leaders. We're going to do this at the beginning of every session so you kind of know what's going on. What else? Uh, Mexico is on the calendar that's outside. I'll have to get the dates. October 11th, I think, is the first one. These are the only four options for the first session. What was that? Oh, don't worry about the names on here. Yeah, where's your group? Which, do you remember your number six, girls? Are you guys meeting somewhere here? Yeah. Yeah, just take this back with them. And then you, just, you look at the options. You just put a big number six on there so I know. Hey, I'm Justin. You guys are the Sunday group, yeah. and you want to be in the Sunday group, right? Uh -huh. Don't leave. Make sure I chat with you before you go. 
I had a confusion, and we'll fix it before you leave. Okay. Just don't go anywhere. Okay, so don't try and Yeah, don't worry about any of that. Yeah, just wait there, and I'll take care of it. What number are you? 13. Hey, where's group 13? Group 13, raise your hand. Group 13. Someone in here. Oh, group 13's right over there. Okay. All right, here we go. There we go. Oh, perfect. Group 11, perfect. This is great. Now, as you keep talking, once you're done picking your group, if you have the, the UCP form that you signed, just drop that off to Kristen. She's going to be right outside. Uh, we is the, is the Drive Me Cookie people here? Yeah. So we, uh, we have a great partnership with a food truck called Drive Me Cookie. Uh, they're set up outside. If you guys want to grab cookies and ice cream before you go, it starts at 3.30. So we meet here at 3.30. The Chili Van? Chili Van, you meet here at 3.30. 3.30. And then you take vans, and then you go. That's fine. What? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That goes from 7 to 9. We ask students to arrive at 6.30 for UCP. Oh, really? Who's your... Okay. I want you to take this form, and I want you to pick one of these other dates right here. Okay. And then I want you to write yours right next to the, your group number right next to it. Okay. Okay? All right. Are siblings welcome? Uh, for which one? The chili van. Uh, what age sibling? Uh, one year younger or? Yeah, we can, yeah, we can work it out. Like a one or two, yeah, like. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, once you're done with it, I take it, group 10. Perfect, perfect. Uh, once you guys are done, uh, you can hang out with your leader, go say hello to them. You could grab, oh, wow, some of the boys already have their shirts off. That's awesome. Uh, you can grab, uh, uh, you grab some ice cream outside if you want. They're selling cookie sandwiches. It's awesome. And if you want to ask me questions, I'll be hanging around afterwards as well. Thank you so much. This is great. No, families can come, but it's for the life group. Okay. But families are more than welcome to come okay. to any of the serves. Great, Great? absolutely. No, no, no. Kids need to be outside. They're fine. They're not. They're, they might go crazy, but yeah, they won't throw anyone off. Group twelve. Hey, I love your son. He's awesome. So, so yeah. So fifteen. This is great. Um, Brian. And Eric are both, I mean, they're super in. They just couldn't be here on Tuesdays. Tuesday's a day that's never going to work for them. So they weren't here today, but they're going to be emailing you guys to set, and that first time you guys get together, which will be this Sunday, um, you guys as parents will then get together and you'll pick the serve. Well, they, will we meet here? The first one will be here, okay. and then we're going to pick a host home from there. Oh, okay. Sound good? Is it a small group? It is for now. It's a small group. We, we could be a host home. Well, for now, there's four boys in the group, okay. but we're going to be adding more to it. Sounds good. Yeah, once you're done, you can grab your kid. You guys can leave. You can go get some ice cream outside if you want. 
Uh, thanks so much for coming. And uh, yeah, that's great. You guys are awesome. This group number six? Perfect. Which, the you speak? It starts at 6.30. Uh, they just have to, uh, 6.30, uh, and it goes till 10. Yep. There you go. It'll be great. All right, here we go. Another sheet. Lucy. Oh, yeah, Lucy and Bree's group. That's a great group. You, when you guys come here, you'll all get an email about this. Uh, 1.30 starts the group, and we're going to meet right here. And then from there, thanks so much. From there, uh, he'll get, they'll give you guys basically a sheet that looks just like this, and you guys will pick the serve for the group. They'll meet till three, you guys will grab them, but then by the next time you meet, you guys will have a host home picked out. Sound good? And you need to give me one second, I gotta change the name and thing. I knew I forgot, I just couldn't remember the name, but I knew I forgot. Okay. Hey, did you get some of this? Is that good? What's up? Where's Rosie? What's she doing? She's not doing this. Why? She's schedule conflict. We got a, a baby. We, oh, man. That, oh, that sounds terrible. You know what we got to do? We got to do like a, a, take a video camera, do like a bedroom break-in with uh, like, your, who's your leader? Um, Serena. Oh, my gosh. Um, yep. And Christy. Yeah, Christine. Christine. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. That's a really good group. You guys are set. <laughs> you ready for this? All right. Have fun. Bam. Boom, see you guys later. Hey, thanks so much yep. for everything. You've always been a cheerleader for me, and I appreciate it. I will, absolutely. Hey. Um, I know it's a little late for this, sticking up day three, but Dobson's book on bringing up girls and men, but bring up boys is really good. Dobson, right? All right, I like it. Thank you so much. I'm going to grab my laptop. Hey, Jason. Whoa, Jason. Can you grab my laptop and bring it up here? I need it. We'll grab my laptop. We'll take care of this right now. Yo. Hey, Steve. That's when I was good to see you. Oh, yeah. Hey, um, Reese, he's been in a group with uh, some of the guys. Let me know how this year goes. I'm excited yeah. about hey, it. Hey, so you're going to volunteer in here? Yeah, yeah, what's up with you guys? Uh, uh, talk is, hey, talk is cheap, man.
Hello, hello. Hey, Jack Viola, Jack Viola, come to the stage. Tell your wife that uh, make sure she knows about talent camp. Okay, definitely. Well. Because she's the person I'm going to hit up to help with the photography. <laughs> so make sure she knows. I'll, let, I'll let her know. I'll put, put her on notice. <laughs> I'm coming for her. I'll see you later, brother. I'll see you later. Can I say yes to Ask your parents. My mom said yes. Well, have her come here and say yes. Yeah, stop trying to bully me. 